1: We're here on the second best radio show on the earth. Uh, Take a guess what the first one is, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm here with my co-host, Todd Kunin, my good friend and behind the glass three-time Emmy Award nominee, I hope sometimes four-time nominee and not a winner, Cal Hunter, our producer. Welcome, everybody. We're enjoying a wonderful winter wonderland
2: Yes, uh, of sorts. Um, by the way, Fred, did you uh, start building the ark in your backyard? Do you need me to bring over anything? Uh, I, I could bring the cats two by two. Actually, I got three of them. I got three of them, and they're all neutered, so I don't know. That's going to do much for the propagation mm, of the species. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but but they're cute. Um, yeah, wet weather. Holy Toledo. Yeah,
1: we like we like it wet though. We need we need the wet weather in the west here, so we're excited to be here. Denise Dirks is off a galley at and around, so probably listen to us to make sure we do our job if you wanna call in. Eight five five Law Radio. Again, eight five five Law Radio. Those of you who listen to the program know that we are only the second best program in the state. Actually, in the United States, the whole United States, and actually, I think they can listen to us live on Canada. I think we got to. I remember we got someone from Canada tweeted in one time a while back. I know what what you're talking about.
2: All around the world. I know what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about. The only place where they can't get us is probably North Korea, where they keep everything going in. Todd, what is. Why are we the second best? Well, we're, we're the second best because we're always second fiddle to the alien shows. Alien shows, rock. You know, but speaking of alien shows, it just occurred to me. That's how my mind works. Who was the first person to walk on the surface of the moon? Well, it was Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a trick question, so I didn't answer yeah. well, no, it's it. Well, it's the Neil. The guy Jules Verne or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay, so who is the first person to either walk on the surface of the moon or walk on the surface of the Stanley Kubrick conspiracy-inspired movie, movie yeah. set? that yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you take Neil Armstrong, and his name is Neil, last an initial A, and then you reverse that, it spells alien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neil A. backwards is alien. Do you have any alien music or something? You should have, well, Cal, you should I, have been
1: set
0: up for the I, alien. I, thing. I wish I would have known, but instead I, I do have a perfect sound effect for this. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you hear when you're out in the middle of nowhere just before the Neil A. backwards arrives.
3: Exactly.
2: And
0: I, have oh. a, I have a brother named Neil, but his last name is... Hunter of course, so that would be
2: alien. Alien, <laughs> alien. Oh, it's, it's, it was at the, the, the Arabic invaders. <laughs> alien. We start alien. off bad and
1: start getting worse. Yeah, That's the yeah. thing that I wonder about. <laughs> we do talk about the law here. Call us at eight five five Law Radio. Remember we have to give this disclaimer, which is do not seek I mean, do not seek our counsel to go to court. In other words, Todd Cunin, Fred Penny, Denise Turks, and the sometimes person who shows up. Chris Rodriguez, do not go to the court and say, Fred said, or Todd said the following, because you know what? The court is going to look at you and go, we know they're wonderful, famous radio show hosts from Radio Law Talk. However, we do not use them <laughs> as
2: can, you just experts. See, can you see how that would work, that the judge is sitting up there, and what's your authority for that proposition, Mr. Plaintiff? Uh... Todd Kunin said so on Radio Law Talk? Yes, ruling for the opposing. Yeah. If it were
0: um, Denise, we'd buy it. But yeah, yes. no. Oh. no, actually, the judge is going
1: to do this. It
0: was Todd
2: up ruling for the other side. Yes, wouldn't really. even get to the you Kuenin. wouldn't even get to the last name. Just, oh, brother. So
1: go get a local counsel, and if you want to see or read ex- exciting disclaimers, go to www.radiolawtalk.com. It is the most exciting read you'll ever have, especially late at night when you can't sleep. Forget the
2: no
4: dose. Are you curious? No?
2: Not the no-dose. It's a a non-toxic way to induce drowsiness. Yeah, forget the NyQuil
1: is what I'm (laughs) trying to say. Today we're going to talk about the Washington Post. I'm going to call it kind of apologize after getting hit by this massive, was it $350 million
0: lawsuit? If that's an apology... I am a Chevrolet Impala. Now I know exactly. I'm a big fella, but... <laughs> I told you, kind of an apology. Yeah, right. I, and, and it's
1: actually in a uh, little... Uh, uh, they wrote it, what part? In the editorial, a little editorial. Yeah, so they it,
0: bury it, and then they send out a little tweet, but they, yeah. they sent... Uh, yeah. What a... what yeah, yeah, a, yeah.
2: Anybody who has children, anybody who has been a child growing up in a large family and has seen the scenario where the parents are, now say, Now say you're sorry to your brother. I'm sorry. That, that was... it. No, no, no.
0: Except they didn't really say, we're sorry. Yes. They really said, well, you know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe.
1: Kind of. You know what? We're also going to talk about animals in airport. This is becoming more and more controversial. There was an actual pit bull that tore in, I'm going to say it, tore into a little girl's face. And, yeah. and it was supposedly, they're claiming that, you can probably see, I, we're politically neutral. You see which way I'm already leaning. Um, you know what? What are we doing? What are we doing? And let me tell you a quick story. Let me tell you a quick story. My grandson is allergic to cats, and I know you love cats and dogs, and he and, and he actually, I believe he carries an EpiPen, or my, my daughter carries that an EpiPen. That might explain
2: the skepticism with which he looked at me last time. I. Yes. yes, and actually
1: that doesn't bother me that people have cats and dogs, because we actually have dogs. They're outside dogs, and actually the last one just passed away, and they lived a full life.
2: Todd has a kitty. He
1: does. And we got on a plane, and someone with an animal sits right next to my grandson. And they said, I'm sorry, but he is deathly allergic to dogs and cats. And you know what they told us?
2: Tough uh,
0: you're, deal you're, with
1: you're, it. You're, no, you're going to have to go on the next plane. Basically, my grandson was so going to get... So you
0: guys get bumped because of this? Yes,
1: the, the animal. Yep, yep. What? But, and I I, um, I got this close to saying, okay, do I make a big deal out of this? But I'm not trying to make a,
2: you know, I'm on radio, we're on radio all across the land. But Really? Really? See, if, if you stand up for yourself at all in a situation like that, then you're the next person that shows up on some viral video yeah, 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 yeah. with the folks coming in handcuffing you, taking off, and they only pick up the last part where you're outraged. It makes you look like the unreasonable. No, so where we're screaming when
1: we're being yes. dragged off. Right? Do we have that clip uh, where uh, we're
0: screaming? Are you while asking we're being if off? I have this clip? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't want to take the next flight. Okay, text us <laughs> at Radio Law Talk. That's, I mean, that's Fred. If you, if you listen really close, you can, but he has an EpiPen. <laughs> yeah, text, uh, you, guess what? They took peanuts off. Why,
0: ladies and gentlemen? Allergies.
1: To, to, because the people have allergies. Okay. But what about the kids and the people who have allergies to pets? What's the rule there?
0: Well, there's a greater threat of a lawsuit from someone over the Americans with, quote, Disabilities Act, unquote, that they bumping someone to the next flight. That, to me, is the message that they're putting out to All
1: you. All i got to say is we're going to talk about animals in the airport and that uh, they are starting to make change. I think they're in a catch-22. And jumping on the airline side and the airports, they're in a catch-22. Absolutely. And, and it's going to take a massive lawsuit, probably, when someone... Has a allergic reaction to an animal, and um, maybe uh, there's going to be some consequences. And I'm not saying. I just wonder how when this
2: ends. And so we're going to discuss that. Yeah, and, and in anticipation of that, I want you to think about this. Start your brains rolling. What is the big deal about air travel? Why is it that when an issue happens and arises in any other mode of travel or any other type, we can deal with it like rational people? But the minute an identical issue arises in conjunction with air travel, people just lose their I'll tell you why. No, I'll tell you why. Because you're trapped. Yeah, you're trapped. Like if you're on a train,
1: okay, let me off the next stop. You can't get off the next stop. You know, if you're in the air for the next eight hours on a long flight, you, you're you stuck. You're stuck. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. we got other things going on. We're going to talk about a popular TV series, Bones lawsuit. We're going to talk about Seinfeld Porsche lawsuit. R. Kelly's having some issues. South Africa lawsuit about a resurrection. That is going to be the best one. You can't miss that. And finally, Harvey Weinstein. He's trying to get a female lawyer. I wonder why. He needs the sop- he Apparently, it's the softer side of his team mm-hmm. is what he wants. So we're going to be back after this and talk more about all those things and a case or no case with Todd 9 We'll be right
0: back. Yep, stay right there. There's much more Radio Law Talk coming up on your favorite radio station and streaming live at radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
1: Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at PennyAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad.
0: The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder, and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com.
3: been
4: said any society is only three missed meals away from chaos those times may be near think about it Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in.
0: you're listening to radiolawtalk.com and now back to your host Frederick Penny
1: the best part of radio law talk by far according to our listeners and welcome to the listeners out in Minnesota let's see Minneapolis, Minnesota actually it's Shakopee is, is that is like a suburb of Minnesota, of Minnesota? I believe it is. Jacopi,
0: yeah. Suburb yeah. of Minneapolis, yeah. or or else St. Paul. I don't yes. know which. Yes. Not familiar with the way they lay out those Twin Cities there, you know. But I'll
1: but, tell you what the people of Minneapolis want,
0: Cal. They I want
1: w- one thing and one
0: thing only. Okay. Sunshine? Case or no case. <laughs> That's all they now want. it's time to play <laughs> Case or No Case. Yeah! Yeah! I think Mr. Kunin thought they perhaps wanted something else. (laughs) (laughs) But at any rate, it's ironic that you bring up Shakopee, Minnesota, because our case today takes us to the great land of 10,000 lakes, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nice. Where a sheriff's deputy was censured by his homeowners association, or HOA, because he was a resident deputy and parked his sheriff's car in front of his house. You see, the HOA, uh, HOA conditions prohibit work or commercial vehicles because they somehow pollute the look of the neighborhood. The deputy appealed, saying, how can a vehicle that makes the neighborhood appear to be safer by its very presence be a bad thing? The board insisted he had to garage the vehicle. The sheriff's department insisted it be out and available and easily accessed in the event of an emergency. So it was time to go to a higher court than the HOA. And so I ask you, Mr. Penny, I will start with you. And by the way, since Denise is not here, this will be, we have three case or no cases today. And Fred, you have a total of, let's see, eight, uh, nine, ten points and you may wager uh, i'm sorry you may uh, you may do anything you'd like with yes. those points you can. No, I will not we do not wager on wager not the word but you can put them at jeopardy at jeopardy so, yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah. that yes. yeah.
1: at quote jeopardy not talking about the jeopardy that we know of
0: about the game no
1: but but here we go so uh, i The answer is, I'm going to say it's a case. It's so logical. I know something like this happened, but it always comes down to whether or not Cal just read about this, and it's just something that occurred, or an actual case came about because of it. So I'm going to say it's a true story. I'm going to say it's a case, even though I might get nailed on that one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that the police went for the following rule. I don't know the rules in Minnesota, but... The government and or police department are going to have exceptions. They have, uh, basically, there's government code sections that allow them to do more stuff than normal, like a police car pulling up on the side of a sidewalk and parking Probably they can do it in a lot of sp- spots where Todd and I can't. Even though Todd probably does sometimes oh, Todd does when he's time. not thinking yeah. right, he what? pulls right up on the park, right up on the sidewalk.
2: Yeah, I do. I do. Did you see where the um, park his car
1: today?
0: You don't want to know. Excuse me, former DA from Tennessee coming through. Former DA from Tennessee coming through. Excuse me, ma'am. So, Mister Cunin. You've heard that Mr. Penny speculates that uh that this is a case, Fred, and that the uh, sheriff's department guy wins is that the case? Yes,
1: and, All right. and not only that it is it's a true story, so at least I can get something right yeah
2: because <laughs> because what we were talking about last week is is possibly having another category called based on a true story, but it never turned into a case or anything right. Right, like right, that right, right, right. right Are we so, doing that or not I don't know well good. well so what I, I right. what, we'll find out what right? I'm gonna say here is. I'm going to say that I believe this is a true story, and I believe that it turned into a case because I believe that homeowners associations—I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say—they're wing nut enough to do something. Woo! <laughs> okay. Wn wing nut. Wing nut. They and have a tendency to throw their weight. Yes, around, I, mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. it's like it's it's the it's the person. I don't know you. I could probably get in more trouble than the comment is worth, so I'll just leave it The dandelion count. Yes. How much your grass is separated from the
0: bottom of your fence boards. These are all things that homeowners associations love to deal with. Everybody wants power,
1: right? Most of the time it's because they're retired and they're sitting around the table
0: with their coffee going,
1: what are we doing today, Charlie? I don't know. Uh, Let's look at some rules.
0: Now it's my turn. They're bored and they're thinking, at long (laughs) last I have authority or I have power over
2: other people. President of the Homeowners. It's <laughs> a, little, a little medallion. For all of these reasons, I'm going to say it is definitely a case. <laughs> and there was a lawsuit brought. And I'm going to say the homeowners association loses. You know, I, I think the uh, police officer wins because unlike any other, uh, look, they may have a better case against a guy who parks his work truck and he works for a construction company or something like that. But this is a vehicle for public safety, they beacon for public safety. If there are regulations that prohibit it from being parked in the garage and for all that, for all those reasons, I say, HOA loses. Todd, why don't you just say instead of all the anecdotal discussions you just said,
1: Cal, ditto with Fred next.
0: Yeah. Now here's what's interesting: homeowners associations wield an unusual amount of power and authority. True. And they get away with stuff in a so-called free society that you would think. Wait a minute! What flag is flying out at the front of the? I Whoa. know you can't fly that flag. It's too big or it's too tall, or we don't uh, like that flag. Yeah, I mean they really do an unusual number of things. So. Hey, uh, hey, excuse me. Cal's on a soapbox again. Yeah. Yes. I'm just I'm just simply setting up the answer. To my case or no case. That's all I'm doing with uh, with just a few minutes left. It is a true story. For all those of you who said it was a case. It is. That's Fred and Todd. And it is.
1: Yes. (laughs) High five, Todd. High five. That's points for Todd, Keenan, and
0: I. The matter was scheduled to go to court. Good. Just before that, the Homeowners Association Board, after getting slammed by people who live in the neighborhood for being a bunch of dopes, (laughs) decided, oh, all right, we'll change our rules. Nice. They they said uh, the initial ruling was in keeping with our current HOA covenants, but as a board, we listened to our constituents and made the change in the interest of public safety. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so anyway, uh, they made it clear. That the ban for beer trucks and stuff like that still stands, but if you're driving a sheriff's vehicle, why you know they can let you get. Cal, a
1: beer what truck. happens if you're driving a sheriff's vehicle towing a beer uh, truck or a beer trailer? Uh, you couldn't say there that long.
0: Yeah, what now that? in that in Minnesota, yeah, the beer truck would be robbed and everything. <laughs> 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 all right, that is Kester. Okay,
1: so Todd and I get points.
0: Yes, you each get one point there, uh, because you two, got it all. You got yeah, it all right. No, so. two points. So two each. All right, maybe two it, points it, each.
1: All right, maybe all right, we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Todd. I don't know what. I think we got to talk about the Washington Post. Let's do that. Uh, semi apology again. I call it a semi apology, and it's late news and Friday, so we'll discuss that and then talk about animals at the airports. We'll
0: be right back. This is Radio Law Talk. We thank you for listening.
4: to schedule your appointment.
0: All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Many
1: women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear.
3: USA Radio News with Rick
6: Vincent. President Donald Trump speaking today at the Conservative Political Action Conference at the National Harbor near Washington. It comes on the heels of his second summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. In remarks at the conference on Friday, Vice President Mike Pence previewed the White House's talking points touting Trump's accomplishments since taking office and addressing the recent summit with North Korea. Pence also remarked at length on what appeared to be a core theme throughout the conference, deriding what conservatives consider to be the tenets of socialism. The
7: moment America becomes a socialist country is the moment that America ceases to be America.
6: Since becoming president, Trump has used the CPAC platform to speak on base issues, highlighting his accomplishments and railing against his opponents. Democratic presidential contender Bernie Sanders back on the campaign trail, this time for the 2020 presidential election, starting off with a rally today in his native Brooklyn, New York. Tomorrow he'll be in Chicago. You're listening to USA Radio News.
7: There's no question you need omega-3s. of 50 plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's
3: 1-800-399-6392. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens sulfates, silicones or dyes for a salon quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence we've created a unique set of polypeptides which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants the scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp the reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike get reveal at gcnlife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee so try reveal today at gcnlife.com or 844-443-6637 plus a discount up to 25% off for reveal at gcnlife.com or 844-443-6637
0: Go to the website, com. You can listen to the show there, and there's a lot of other good information, too. That's com.
1: So as you've been living under a rock the past uh, few months, you know about Nick Sandman. Uh, is that how you say his name? Sandman? Sandman, Sandman, whatever. Um, was the young man that was uh, in Washington, D.C. with his school, and it was a Catholic... Uh, Apparently a parochial type school. And uh, we don't need to get into the details of what happened, but basically uh, there was an incident and there's fingers being pointed who did what. And if you don't know what's going on, go back and read about it. But here's the issue. The issue is he's claimed that he's been defamed by the media and by a number of celebrities who tweeted out and said things that were clearly, uh, to some degree, clearly meant to defame him or harm him in some way. There's a couple of issues we're going to look at here. The first issue is venue, and we're going to talk about venue. The other issue is defamation. And we've talked about this last week, Todd. We're not going to get in deep details, but clearly there are certain rules on defamation. If you are a known public figure, this, the amount of proof that you're going to have to bring forth to go after someone for defamation is extremely high. That's all I can generally say. But as a minor child, and not at least at the time, a person that is well known or a person that is um, um, a public figure, which Nick was not at the time, uh, the, uh, you, the, the scrutiny is much lower as to what you have to prove. Okay, and uh, so here's the issue. The issue is, he hires lawyers, and they're going, and, and they basically put everybody on notice that defamed him, basically with money. Uh, and said, we're going to go after you for defamation unless you recant and say, hey, you know, uh, we made a mistake. Because there's been investigations showing that what was put out in tweets and on uh, in newspapers, etc., is not entirely true. So, to, I, I said 350. For so the owner of Amazon, Bezos, yes. bought the Washington Post for $250 million, That's right. And he sued for $250
2: million the amount for defamation. Is that right, Tom? That, that, that's right. They have picked an amount that equals the purchase price of the publication. So that is going on. and And, and
1: they never said anything or never came back and apologized or recanted or did anything. So guess what? After the lawsuit occurred, and by the way, they have claimed they are bringing in more people in this lawsuit that did not recant. Or, And by the way, Kathy Griffin was one that did recant and said she apologized and sorry. And I bring this up a hundred times, a million times. is A million, that's an exaggeration. A lot of times.
0: Several
2: times. Several times. <laughs> <laughs> Three times. <laughs> no hyperbole here.
1: But but it's because the social media thing, it just gets out you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Because it's just boom, it hits the social media. Media, and it's all over the place. And
0: the person who gets the message out first controls the story that's, that's exactly the key right. point right? Exactly right because this was an edited clip it went out and only showed a little slice of what had actually gone on the washington post in their non apology what they call an editors note they didn't even apologize I love they, that. they called I love it an it. editors note I that's the way of saying well
3: we're forced! Yeah. Our yeah. lawyers are forcing <laughs> us to do this
0: right and we don't want to but we will so, so yeah they yeah. didn't even apologize but the the simple view of this should always be If you're involved in a situation, get in front
2: of the story. Get out there on the cutting edge of it, and don't let other people decide what's going to be said. Well, just as, a, just as a refresher, I'm going to go over really quickly what the elements for defamation are. Now, sure. a, look, this is a general statement. What happens in individual states, everything's relatively close. But the first is that the plaintiff, in this case, Sandman, or the parent suing on his child's behalf because he's a minor... He's 16, I believe. He's 16. They have to prove that the defendant, Washington Post, made a false or defamatory statement about Sandman. That's the first one. Second, that they have to prove... that. That the defendant, the Washington Post, made this an unprivileged publication to a third party. So posting it in your newspaper would clearly qualify. Um, third, that the plaintiff has to prove that the publisher acted negligently when they made that post or with that statement, okay. and fourth, in some cases, they have to prove special damages. Now, the thing that is difficult for me to comprehend on the part of the Washington Post is that by the time the unedited portion of the video came forward, it was clear, crystal clear that the original story that they had posted was not correct. Okay? It was not correct. Now, there is nothing in the elements that I just c- quoted here that says that offering an apology will negate the elements of the lawsuit.
1: Well, there are, there are, if you're a public figure, then the scrutiny's higher, though, well, it, on it,
2: the defamation it, case. It, it, It's higher, but there's nothing in here about there being, if, if the accused party apologizes, well, then that's an affirmative defense and this lawsuit goes away. Right? Right. So there's nothing here that says that. But the plaintiff in this case, before filing this lawsuit, sent letters to everyone that they intended to sue saying if you apologize, if you do something, we will back down and Washington Post still knowing that their story originally was false did not take them up on the offer to apologize to avoid a lawsuit so now you get 250 million dollar lawsuit filed but, and you get this this half you know what statement in the editorial trying to circumvent it but which we're going to talk about too like, little too late here's
0: well, the that's thing. what the lawyer said yeah. that was the exact reply of the counsel to the Washington Post Fred what as he said too little too late and the kind of a apology you're talking about is one that is neither slow nor fast. It is a half-fast apology. That's right. Yes. Well, half-fast. Yes. <laughs> well, it
1: goes back to what Washington Post is was probably saying. It's a freedom of speech issue, freedom of the press. That is what they're probably hinging um, their argument on. And, they, and their original statement after the lawsuit came out is, we're going to vigorously oppose this. Well, again, they came back with a half- discussion and let's talk about what uh, the half uh, half discussion I'm going to say yes. and leave out another adjective uh fa- well, it's not, fa- it's
2: fast it's H A L F period or space F A S T mm-hmm. They neither slow nor fast yes
1: yeah, yeah editors note <laughs> in full a Washington Post article, first posted, posted online January 19th, reported on January 18th incident that at the Lincoln Memorial. Subsequent reporting, a student statement, and an additional video allow for more complete assessment of what occurred. Either contradicting, either it doesn't say it did, either contradicting or failing to confirm accounts provided in that story, including the Native American activist Nathan Phillips, was prevented by one student from moving on. And basically, it starts talking about facts. And it goes, goes on, and it says, a January 22nd correction to the original story reads, earlier versions of the story incorrectly stated or said that the American... Activist Nathan Phillips fought in the Vietnam War. Phillips said he served in the U.S. Marines, but was never deployed to Vietnam. So they deflect and go off and start talking about Nathan Phillips. I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. So that was their
0: recant. They used the squirrel defense. Ooh, squirrel. Let's talk about Nathan Phillips. Let's not talk about what we did. Right. But the very end of it, it says, the high school student facing Phillips issued a statement contradicting his account. The bishop apologized for statements condemning the students. And... Most importantly, Fred, they said, in their in their thing of what made him change their their story, subsequent reporting, a student statement, and additional video. So they admit in their statement that their reporting was incomplete. Well, so yes, subsequent reporting. No, look at all the stuff. Look at
1: all the video first, and and maybe what they should have said is is. You, it's alleged this might not, you know. You kind of say it in a way that these are allegations, may not be true, right. but this is what this person's saying.
2: Yeah, this reminds me of um, during the election cycle, any election cycle, you see this more where you have these people that are called fact checkers right right and so so you have this uh, you know somebody will say something in a debate and then the fact checkers will come out and then you have fact checkers that check on the facts that show up in stories and whatnot and, and my thought is i'm sorry i thought fact checking used to be called journalism it's standard that's edi- what they
0: used right. to do. it's standard editorial practice i've been interviewed for a couple of major publications and they would call me back and say now our reporter says this is what you say. Well, what, what? And I say, well, yeah, that's that's what I said, and that's what I meant. I mean, you know, that. But they check. But yes, that's the hard questions, right? But let's <clears throat> let's jump on the journalist side.
1: Nowadays, I think. Hold on, <clears throat> boy, I never do that on radio. But Cal, the the main thing that has occurred that has changed journalism to the extreme is what you said, Cal, and that is, you have to. It, it's all about getting the first that's first right. first one out. And you know, you look back at the Nixon. Case. You know that man, you got to get that out. Be the first one getting it out. It's so fast now, Cal, they have no time to do full journalism because it's coming out no matter what.
0: They say, well, I saw it on Facebook, therefore let's run with what we saw on Facebook instead of vetting what we think we saw.
1: They I mean, don't have time anymore, Cal, to vet.
2: Think about it. You've got to have it. You, you got a guy for the Washington Post is being scooped by some Yahoo and his own individual blog. That's what they're Up against right
1: now. Exactly right. And there's not one or two or ten newspapers that are going to get them. It's millions of people that are going to do it. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, the animals in the airport and South Africa lawsuit about a resurrection. Todd has got a lot to say. We'll be right back.
0: Amen. Coming up. Don't go away. This is Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
3: Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92
0: You're listening to RadiolawTalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. On December 18,
1: 2017, uh, this young gal, um, a five-year-old girl with her mom, and I don't want to bring her name up, but was in the Portland International Airport. Um... And this, they were just uh, heading over uh, on an Alaska airline flight to Texas. She went to, the mom went to go to the bathroom. The daughter was with her older brother, the five-year-old. And apparently they were screaming uh, as she came out and saw her daughter blood all over her face that had been apparently, in my opinion, attacked or bit in the face by a pit bull that was allegedly a... Um, an animal that was uh, what do you call a, The emotional, uh, emotional support, support animal. animal, apparently had been sitting there. She apparently walked up and said, "Can I, as a little fiber, can I pet your little doggy?" And they apparently, allegedly, uh, said yes. And this is all allegations again. And uh, they are now being sued. This individual, Alaska Airlines, and the municipal agency, Port of Portland, for 1.1 million dollars. Uh, for negligence, allowing this dog through the airport without being in a crate. I didn't know they're claiming they have to be in a crate. Um, I, 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 I never see them in a crate. They're always being walked on a leash. And so apparently uh, there's been a lot of issues going on in the airport. Again, I don't fly enough to see it all the time. I see a lot more. I'm telling you, I see more and more animals on airplanes in the airports that I've seen my whole entire life. It's just it's getting crazy I mean I, I again we're, we're politically neutral here but there it's just becoming um, I think an issue for the airlines because now they're having quote Issues with potty problems with dogs, you know, going potty areas. One dog actually had puppies at the airport. No, it was great and cute, but they they had all puppies there, right there in the airport. Um, Another uh, emotional support dog in 2018 on Southwest Airline uh, uh, bit into a little girl's forehead. Another individual sat down next to a person who had a dog, and that dog, he had 28 stitches, bit him in the face area, um, and that was uh, Delta Airlines flight departing from Atlanta. Uh, you know, it's, so there's issues
2: here. Well, here here's one of the things about the idea behind an emotional support animal, and and the requirement that the animal be in a crate. And I think this originally comes from the first emotional support animals. And and I want to draw a distinction here. We're not talking about service dogs, right? Like like the the blind individual that right. has the dog that has to come in and be with them. We're talking about an animal that an individual claims if they don't have the animal with them for anxiety purposes or whatever it will make the flight more difficult for them so they need to have the animal with them so that they can make it through this flight for whatever emotional reasons they have and I think early on, we're talking about the little Yorkies, the, small, the, the, right. the, the animals that could fit inside a crate. A little carry-on you can that, put next to it. That the yeah. crate could fit in the seat underneath you that, that's right. no bigger than the carry-on, right? Well, when you're talking about taking a pit bull, that in the case of the uh, the June 17th one where the man was bit in the face and had 28 stitches, right. that was a 70-pound dog, Okay. If I go and buy dog food, and the dog food is for a seventy pound pound dog, I'm buying dog food for what they call a large breed animal, right okay? and and I just don't think that when they started allowing the emotional support animals in there, that they paid attention to what we call in the legal field often, the slippery slope in terms of what people will try. If you ever hear somebody use the term slippery slope, well, that's a slippery slope. What it means is, well, if I allow this, then they're going to allow that, and then they're going to allow this, and they're going to allow this, and it's like a slippery slope, where next thing you know, anything short of of, uh, a Great Dane can come in, and I just think that this has gone wild.
0: It's the rule of unintended consequences, right? You never know how it's going to work out. But it seems to me that somewhere logic has to start being applied to this support animal scenario. Who's going to do that? That's heresy, Cal. Logic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> would, that be, would that be an FAA issue? Who would do that? Yeah, that uh, yes, the
1: FAA is part of it, but I, I think they're going to have to get involved. But I think we also have an issue, and I brought it up earlier in the program, what about those individuals that have allergies to animals being on the plane? It's not just the allergy of the dog sitting next to you. What if you have a person with severe allergies that carries an Epi- EpiPen, like they stopped doing the peanuts, right? They stopped putting peanuts on. By the way, if you want to call and comment, comment, 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-LAW-RADIO, but what I'm wondering is, what about the seat that the animal was sitting on that has all the fur and the dandruff
2: on it, and that's what these people are allergic to? How's that work? Well, you know, it's interesting because when we when we were talking about this, I wanted people to remember why is it that everybody goes crazy when it comes to air travel as opposed to any other kind? And what was the comment you made, Fred? You said it's because you can't get away, you're in an enclosed system. And let's think about the effect of that. The air gets circulated. Did you know that before flight air travel influenza, the flu virus, before air travel was usually maintained in the locale of the world where it started and it would die out there. But after air travel, that thing's getting sent all over the world. You're in an enclosed system where you're breathing literally the air of other people that are breathing around you because it's in the enclosed system moving around. And the same is true with dander and pet odors. It's all sitting there in this small little tube and you're breathing all of that and we talk about logic that Cal was referencing. You're in a situation, though, that if somebody comes on with an allergy, who gets bumped from the flight? Do they bump the support animal? Do they make the sub- mm-hmm. emotional support animal find another place? Or do they bump the person with the allergy?
0: And, and that's what Candy on the phone wants to talk about. Candy, very quickly, go ahead while we have a minute. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
2: Hi, good morning.
1: Hi, Candy. Yes, I'm the one that have highly allergic to animal. Right, and I
0: couldn't have any plant, any animal next to me.
1: Right, right. So what happens? Have you ever had any issues with an animal next to you that? Uh, were... I couldn't breathe. Within five minutes, I have right. to call the ambulance. And what happened? So this is
7: ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
7: Having animal on the plane.
0: So this happened to you on an airplane, Candy? Is that correct?
7: No, no. I I hardly get on the airplane. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sure. So, it yeah. happened to me when I went to the animal sh- uh, shelter. That's I how I found out that I have highly allergic.
0: Okay. and animals. So if you're on a plane and you're stuck in a silver tube with recirculated air, it could be a big problem. Well, exactly. thank you. Exactly. Thanks, Candy. Exactly.
1: Thanks for the call. And Sharon. I went to have the allergic test, mm-hmm. and that's how the doctor told me I couldn't have any animal next to me at all, even the air. The saliva, it Anything. will tickle me Nothing. that I couldn't breathe.
2: Fascinating. Candy, thank, thank you so much. We appreciate you. the Candy. call. Yeah, good. And, and that raises an interesting issue because I am positive that I have flown on flights where there have been emotional support animals either there or somebody had flown in that flight prior did I did they ever make an announcement have you ever been on a flight where somebody has made an announcement to the folks getting on by the way a passenger who just deplaned prior to your coming on here had an emotional support animal and and in in the case of somebody like candy Right. Who is highly allergic to something, and they get in there in a situation. You know what's going to, you know what's going to really cause this to happen and to change for the airlines is when they get hit in the pocketbook. When from a from a financial standpoint, it becomes more profitable for them to capitulate and pay attention to the persons affected by allergic reactions or whatever, as opposed to the emotional. Support folks. Um, That's where it's that, you know. It's going to be a pocket. But People will part. come at them from both sides. They will. Yeah,
1: right. And this is where this is coming from. People who love animals. By the way, Todd has three cats. There are. I have. Do? I had three dogs that just actually the last one just passed away for 13, 14 years. Love my dogs, but it comes down to where's the balance here? That's all we're asking. Where's the balance? Well, the I think Todd's right. The lawsuits are going to start flying. Now, let me tell you about lawsuits about animal bites. By the way, in California, it's what's called strict liability. Doesn't matter the the, the first bite. That's it. You're liable. But guess what? In other states, there's what's called a first bite rule. Well, some states will say, well, you had to know the dog had bitten before or that type of thing. But, you know, what? what it, how does it apply in the air? I don't know yet. I mean, now I know if it's in California or another state, strict liability, then that's what's going on. But interesting stuff. We're going to find out uh, what happens. I guarantee we'll be talking about this some other time. Cal, Cal's got 30 seconds left. I want to talk about it really quick. but hey, Give me 30 seconds for... Instagram famous emotional support animal. Guess what it is. What's one of the more famous ones?
2: A parakeet.
1: Peacock. Peacock. There's a peacock. A guy tried to claim he wanted to bring his peacock on. He was upset because that was his emotional support animal. (laughs) We'll be back. We don't want to talk about
0: emotional support animals anymore. Stay tuned. Hour number two of Radio Law Talk is coming right up right here.